Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Halloween came early for Career Builder, but you still have a few weeks to put together that Beetlejuice costume. Ooh, everybody, you're listening to HR's Worst Nightmare. I'm your co-host, Joel Notpetya Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Michael Myers So Wash. And on this week's show, Doc, Doc Jobs grabs that cash money. Career Builder Dumpster Fire, the gift that keeps on giving, and iSims and Microsoft get maybe a little too cozy. Don't open that executable file, people. We'll be right back. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. So, Friday the 13th or Halloween? Which one was your favorite? Oh, probably Friday the 13th because nothing nothing's as entertaining as a bunch of horny teens getting stabbed to death. <laughs> That's always a, a good scene. Yours? Uh, how about a hot Jamie Lee Curtis? I was uh, I was a huge Halloween fan. I mean, Michael Myers was just scary as hell, but uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, she was the shit. I I, I missed Jason versus uh, that whole that whole movie back in the eighties. I think I was too old or too young. I don't know. Everybody <laughs> that did. was that was just Everybody the money did. grab. But yeah, the originals of both of those are pretty stellar. Pretty stellar. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a question to the listeners. Which is your favorite? Friday the 13th or Halloween? Not the Rob Zombie <laughs> Halloween. That was shit. Uh, do you think that's an appropriate uh, LinkedIn poll? Could be. That is. I think that's appropriate. Yes, I, I do. Uh, shout out. First shout out goes to our friends Nicole Garati, a.k.a. Social McColl and Corey Kapner from uh, Recruitix. They put together the HR for all Twitter discussion. Mm-hmm. I believe it's a weekly thing. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. Our names popped up a couple of times this week. Uh, I just noticed on Twitter. I started getting all these all these uh Twitter yep. notifications. Uh but thanks for the love McColl and Corey. Everybody listening just uh search hashtag #HR for all 
if you want to get into the discussion. Are you sure it's McCole and not Michael or Mick, Mickle, Mickey, Mick, Mickle, it's, it's so weird. Like <laughs> she should do like the MySpace thing and make the I a Y. So it's sort of a throwback to the OG social media. Anyway, Shout out for me uh, <laughs> to comedians. God damn it. I don't know if you if you caught the Bill Burr uh, SNL last week. Uh, he pissed everybody yeah. off. I just, yeah, I just got to say 2020. Like, That's what he does. Let's have a laugh. Thank God for comedians. Kevin Hart's doing good shit. Jim Carrey. A lot of the old guard uh, comedians are still doing it, and we need it in 2020 more than ever. So shout out to comedians. Hell yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, shout out to Mindy Ruthenbeck over at The Mom Project and Ryan Ahmed at uh, Tradeify. They love the podcast. Thanks for connecting and following on the socials and listening. Now tell all your peers, friends, and family to do the same. They can subscribe wherever they listen to podcasts and, of course, on chadcheese.com, which is going to get a facelift sometime soon, Joel. Hell yeah. More on that later, kids. Uh, shout out to Amon and Angela. Amon, Burr and Angela, boys in the hood, uh, in case you didn't know. Uh, if you didn't catch that <laughs> podcast, it was released this week. Go check it out in the archives at chadcheese.com or again, like Chad said, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's also uh, Allison Robinson, who is the CEO of The Mom Project. Uh, that's podcast entitled Corporate America Hates Mom. A uh, big shout out to Fred Goff, CEO over at yes. Jobcase, who uh, that man has his finger on the pulse of the working class market. For all of you who don't know Jobcase, they are a social-like job network for about 70% of the population. We probably classified as working class. I'm sure Fred could give a better description than that. We're hearing the news about recovery. And, and Fred, again, having his fingers on the pulse, he's talking about the K-shape, right? Which is much different than a V-shape recovery. And, and here's, here's his quote, because I think it's important for us to understand that different cohorts of people, the rich versus middle class mm -hmm. and poor, are, are recovering much differently. So here's Fred's quote. The investor class is protected just fine by the coordinated Fed and Treasury action. And by the way, just so everybody remembers, the stock market does not reflect the economy. So again, the investor class, workers are left increasingly behind. Uh, for example, Reuters reported last week that 2,000 billionaires, God, I can't believe they have that many fucking billionaires, 2,000 billionaires increased wealth in 2020 by over 25% to the north of $10 trillion. Meanwhile, just a few weeks ago, the Aspen Institute estimated up to 40 million Americans may be evicted with extraordinary benefits that are going to run out. So, so kids, understand that when we're talking about recovery at this point, yeah, it is scary as shit for middle class and low wage workers, not so much for those wealthy folks. Nothing but a Fred G thing, baby. Uh, and in light of that, uh, shout out to jobless claims. We are inching back to a million. This week's report outpaced numbers uh, from what was expected. So we're getting back into that million million number, Chad. Time to get excited. Shout out Fuck. to jobless claims in the U.S. Again, K-shape. Uh, well, let's let's go ahead and let's try to live this up a little bit. Uh, Talk Push took a swing this week on social media at Higher View, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. It, 
in in a LinkedIn post, our buddy Max Armbruster, uh, the CEO of TalkPush, posted, and here's paraphrased: uh, TalkPush now speaks to more than 10 million candidates every year. It took HireVue 15 <laughs> years to reach 10 million candidate <laughs> interviews. No wonder HireVue wanted a chatbot, right? That's cold, man. By the way, <laughs> I think Max updated his LinkedIn photo. It's like it's like quarantine, Max. The photo I, that kind of threw me <laughs> off when I saw that post. Shout out to Fiverr. Uh, the gig economy is full steam ahead, apparently. I don't know if you've seen uh, Fiverr's stock price recently, but it's done about a 3x since uh, the depths of the uh, the quarantine and the COVID scare in March. No fear in those guys. People are joining the platform and uh, finding a new gig, I guess. People are looking to make money any fucking way they can. That's what it is. Uh Here's here's a video that I want everybody to or actually it's a series of videos that I want everybody to go to YouTube and check out because it made me smile, made me laugh and uh, it just lightened up my entire day. So this this little 10 year old girl named Nandi, N-A-N-D-I, she's a 10 year old drummer who challenged David Grohl to an epic drum battle and it's turned into some of the best back and forth music content on the internet if you haven't checked it out on youtube just search nandy david grohl and you're <laughs> welcome this kid is amazing she is in david grohl he's just a really amazing dude and to watch them interact back and forth i think she's over in the mm-hmm. uk it's fun. Like you were talking about comedians. We need something in 2020 that's going to make us lively and laugh. And this does. Dave Grohl is just such a national treasure, isn't he? I love him. And speaking of your welcomes, uh, beerdrop.net, everybody. We're giving away a chance to get free beer on Adzuna via Chad Cheese. It has its own website. Damn it. It's so important. Beerdrop.net. If you haven't been, it's mobile friendly. Check it out. Give us your address. We'll pick from uh, some sort of hat, I guess. And uh, we'll send a nice Oktoberfest <laughs> to some lucky winner this month to make 2020 just a little bit better for everybody. That's right. That's right. And, and a quick suggestion on Netflix, and this is kind mm-hmm. of a tease too. go out and watch the documentary Capital on Netflix. And uh, we're, we're just teasing that because uh, one of the uh, one of the people involved, we might be talking to you sometime soon. You're such a tease. T-shirts. Shout out. Guys, if you want uh, a new yes. Chad and Cheese 2020 quarantine edition t-shirt uh you got to head out to chadcheese.com slash free uh again give us your address uh we'll pick from a hat some lucky winners these shirts are dope uh they're suede they're nice fitting they even look good on me so check it out at chadcheese.com <laughs> slash free who doesn't want free beer t-shirts and speaking I mean, of on. teases we're gonna make 2020 a lot better coming soon very soon a lot tastier <laughs> Last but not least, uh, don't forget Friendly Discourse is coming up. It's round two, October 27th. Holy shit, that's coming up fast. The topic is do remote workers deserve less? Jim is going to be defending Facebook's docking employer pay when they move away from the expensive Silicon Valley or the different cities that are more expensive than moving out into the rural country, citing the cost of living adjustment. And that's where I just call bullshit. So watch the socials for all the registrations. Uh, if you're subscribed to the Chad and Cheese email list or Chad and Cheese in your pocket. Joel, tell them about Chad and Cheese in your pocket. Who doesn't like a good vibration in your pocket, everybody? Get Chad Cheese 
on your phone via text. Just text the letters CC to 833-799-0321. Again, that's text CC, the letters, to 833-799-0321. We're building that thing up close to 100 now. Sign up, kids. Get uh, Chad and Cheese in your pocket. You'll be glad you did. This is how we do it. Topics! Oh, shit. This is a live feed from the uh, Career Builder IT Security Department. <laughs> yeah, that's, what a dumpster. Seriously, fire. dude, I was hoping not to talk to about Career Builder until 2021. Their stupid <laughs> 300 million in three years bait and switch press release, the, the sale of text kernel. They're the gift that keeps on giving, Chad. And then and then this. So go ahead and, and let's jump back into the dumpster fire. Jesus. Where to begin? So last week, somebody had sent us an up, uh, sort of an, an FYI that Career Builder site was down. Um, I think this was Thursday or Friday um, before we, or after we recorded the, the weekly show. So right. sure enough, you went to Career Builder and it was down. And through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the whole site just took a shit. Um, so then the, the rumors sort of started coming in. By Monday morning, the letters to customers and partners started coming out from the CEO, Irina Sokanova uh, or whatever her name is, uh, the head of security, IT, like we're working on this problem. <laughs> I want to say by Monday, Tuesday, they had career builder proper uh, job search up and running, but you couldn't go to like hiring.careerbuilder.com. Then we started getting word that all the ATSs, all the sites that CareerBuilder was powering were down. And here we are Thursday, a week later, uh, the job search seems to be working, but ATSs are down. Hiring is down. The site, it's still down. And so what multiple sources are telling us that this was a ransomware attack. I'm no cybersecurity expert, but basically what happens is someone gets into your system, it's in, and then puts a nice little cryptic security key uh, to access your databases and all your good stuff. And CareerBuilder apparently paid a lot of money to get the key to the the castle. And apparently what I heard even that they had put a, a key on um, the backups. Allegedly. And that nothing could be P accessed. So they bought the key, but shit in the database is still screwed up. Rumor has it that they're calling up all the engineers that they fired, trying to contract them to get them to come back and like fix this shit. But it's a total dumpster fire. I mean, this it, it, we could have seen this coming, right? Apollo came in. Uh, Irina, who has no business as a financial person uh, to be head of this company, a multi-million dollar job board. They fired everyone who knew anything. And this is what happens. There's going to be firings, I assume. Who are they going to fire? They fired everybody who, who who mattered. Anthony Dupree, who is officially the chief yeah. information security officer. I don't know how he keeps his job and all this. Uh, Lee Margaret Stull, who was just uh, promoted to chief product officer, probably won't be um, fired, but she's in the department that sort of oversees all this stuff. It's a bad situation. They're probably going to have to give refunds to a bunch of people. Yeah. They sent out a grid with the actual products, ATS, job posting, career site, talent discovery, and when they their targeted dates of actually getting back online uh, and then the support that was offered. And I mean, really, this seriously isn't a laughing matter, although career builder have made 
made themselves a laughing stock with the $300 million announcement and now not being able to address security. I mean, decimating their engineering staff, their development staff, their security Mm -hmm. staff, all of this, if people cannot see, especially clients cannot see that this is a burning dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else they need. I mean, this is ridiculous. And it's just, it. I can't believe we're talking about career builder again. Well, I mean, look, businesses are built on trust, right? And, you know, to yeah. a certain level, you know, I think Monster had a breach of, of identity theft or somebody got into the resume databases and that's, that's sort of common. But when you start losing trust in terms of your customers losing trust and your ability to stay open, to keep their own career sites open. Your ATS. This is so awful on so many levels. Um, and yeah, it is It is sad to see this happen. And I, I don't think you can immune Apollo from this either. They've got egg on their face. I mean, they put in charge who they did. They made the decisions that they have. It has yet to explode on on sort of the news circuits. And we're sort of the first ones sort of talking about this. I haven't seen anybody uh, reporting on this at all, but this is a big story. Like this should be national news kind of stuff. Yeah, you almost wonder if this is, I mean, this just means that Career Builder has definitely jumped the shark and they're they're not even newsworthy anymore. Again, I can't believe we're actually talking about them, but this is big. I mean, this this in itself puts the nail in that coffin. This is a multi-million dollar company that has people in charge of making sure this stuff doesn't happen. And it did. And it's really, really bad. Uh, so... This is an ongoing story, but it seems to be uh, the state of state of affairs at Career Builder that the dumpster fire rages on. Well, let's jump into something more positive. We saw a press release that ISIMS won an HR Tech Award this week, and and I, you know, I dove into it. I don't think that that's really that much of a big story. Although the award was around their snuggling up to Microsoft. And remember, Microsoft has a a failed applicant tracking system in Talent 365. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn needs an enterprise tech strategy for talent. Uh, ISIMS has a new CEO, new coat of paint with the new ISIMS branding and messaging. What does this feel like for you? Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, anytime you win, quote, top HR product of the year, uh, it's always a a nice thing to have. But yeah, this, this integration of Microsoft and Teams just sort of reeks of I don't know if you if you're into baseball uh, analogies of relationships. I mean, they're they're turning second <laughs> at this point and headed to third. Michael Wil, uh, Michael Wilzak, well check, uh, chief strategy officer at ISIM, said in the release. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy. Uh, he said, quote, this partnership is based on a shared desire to transform the workplace, reinvent the hiring team experience and better embed HR into the workflow workflow of work. Sorry. Uniting the communication and collaboration capabilities of Microsoft's apps with the power of the iSIMS talent cloud accelerates hiring and enables employers to fill open roles faster and with fewer hurdles. So there's some definite heavy petting that's going on here. And uh, yeah, I I don't think that either (laughs) one of us is going to be shocked when we get the announcement that Microsoft has acquired uh, iSIMS. Well, and all over LinkedIn over the past, I don't know, a few months, uh, we're seeing people try to compare Zoom to Teams. Which one is better? You know, which one should I use? And it's pretty simple. I mean, Zoom plus Mm -hmm. Slack equals Teams. And 
iSIMS is integrated into Teams. We're in a remote situation. Teams is amazing from a productivity standpoint. And again, trying to trying to leverage video, trying to leverage uh, a Slack type of an mm-hmm. environment, automated interview scheduling, receive instant feedback within Teams without having to manually request that information from hiring managers and interviewers, uh, improve candidate experience with self-scheduling uh, capabilities, mm-hmm. collaboration with Teams to uh, better integrate HR into the workflow. So we talked about uh, a few months ago when uh, AI for Jobs integrated mm-hmm. with Salesforce. And we, we said, that's big. And we had a, a bunch of people in the industry say, that's ah, yep. not a big deal. It is. When you can actually get into this kind of scale, and, and iSIMS has scale in themselves. So this is a much larger story than that one. But when iSIMS has this kind of tech in scale and ability and the opportunity to prospectively fill a, a, a huge gap that LinkedIn and Microsoft mm-hmm. can't fill, Tell me this isn't fucking big. By the way, you mentioned the rebranding, which I don't think you should discount for the mere fact that it's it's iSIM's talent cloud now. Yeah. If you're in the dating uh, world, and not that you are, but if if you if you really like blondes, <laughs> right, and a girl wanted to get your attention, she would sort of highlight that I'm blonde, right? So to me, iSIM's is sort of saying like, hey, cloud because Microsoft is all about cloud, as is everybody else. So Microsoft, when they're able to say, we've acquired iSIMS, most people don't know what the hell iSIMS was, but now they can say iSIMS Talent Cloud, which looks a lot better to shareholders and might just boost that share price a little bit. Well, and don't forget, Microsoft has been using iSIMS for years as their applicant tracking system. So yes, Microsoft's talent acquisition team and recruiters do not use Talent 365. (laughs) They use iSIMS and they have been for years. So I think, again, you know, you talked about Mike Wilczek. The dude is amazing and he's on the M&A side, on the obviously acquisition side of the house, but also targets for prospectively being acquired, I'm sure. This is getting gussied up, going to the gym, getting ready for that date. By the way, LinkedIn has an ATS. I guess they're like not all that interested in what they're doing. Yeah. Not enterprise. (laughs) All right, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about dot jobs. Jesus. Huh? Job Vite, the leading end-to-end talent acquisition suite. Named a leader in ATS, recruitment marketing, CRM, and onboarding on G2. Kim B says Jobvite is a user-friendly, passionate enterprise team that takes care of you. Jolly good. Jeffrey R says, candidates are constantly telling us we get it right compared to other orgs. Love that. Results driven by AI. Connections built by humans. Jobvite. Learn how you can involve your TA function at jobvite.com. Chad, we got a we got a, a press release just came across the wire. It looks like Beavis and Butthead will now be in charge of Career Builder because they can do a better job than what's going on right now. That's a step up. That's a step up. So you saw like a, an article this week and you sent it my way and it was about dot jobs. So what, what, what got you interested in that? Well, so you and I both have history here. Um, Employee Media, who yeah. launched dot jobs back in 05, 06, somewhere around there. Cleveland-based company. I was actually in some of the early meetings as far as what we're going to do and who sh- how should we market this thing. Uh, I was helping them with some SEO stuff at the time. Um, and they've taken quite an evolution throughout the last 15 years or so of their of their existence 
And they started out as simply, hey, we're partnered with Sherm. We're going we're gonna to sell the dot jobs domain to companies that are sort of legitimate uh, businesses, have HR departments, et cetera. That evolved into partnering with, with your, old, your old organization, uh, Direct Employers, to build out 40,000, I think, domains. Of course, that yeah. got everybody pissed off in the job board space. And I can remember you at, a, <laughs> at an event that uh, Weddle put on way back in the day about- San Diego. The, the dot jobs business model. And then I've, I've sort of lost touch since then. I know they're, they're, they were still selling dot jobs and I know direct employers, they were doing career sites, but I've sort of lost touch since then. And then uh, a listener sent us this story from, I guess, a domain news site. I mean, it wasn't even a, a, an employment site talking about how dot jobs and their agreement with employment or direct employers, like there was a lawsuit, it's been settled. Uh, we know Recruit Rooster was launched, which is sort of what the Dot Jobs partnership was about, and that's been that's been eliminated or terminated. Um, so now it looks like Dot Jobs is just going to like do some sort of wholesale. Anybody can get it uh, auction. You know, GoDaddy buy Dot Jobs for whatever whatever you want, which is usually what happens with domains. Um, so that was the story. Uh, you still have a pretty close relationship or I guess some connection there. Uh, so you might have some insight as well. What have you heard or whether on or off the record? Yeah, I, I don't see them doing any type of uh, auctions. I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. If they did, I, I think yeah. it'd be great, but I just don't see employee media doing that. They can. It's in their agreement. They actually went to court against ICANN to be able to make it happen. And so they can do it. They just, they're, they're just deciding not to. When you say auction, you mean they're not going they won't make dot jobs available to anybody. Yeah, not just anybody. Yeah, they, they, there's okay. So think of it this way: EDU is very restrictive in how you get a right. dot EDU, and dot com is not restrictive mm-hmm. at all. Anybody can have a fucking dot com. Dot jobs lands in about the middle. There are some restrictions, but it's not as tight as EDU, and it's not as loose as dot com. So you have to meet the criteria. You can always request yeah. to have uh, a dot jobs domain, but it doesn't mean that you're going to get it. So they go in and sort of there's a manual process of like, who are you, and does this make sense? Are you are you a legitimate organization? And then they release it if they deem necessary. Yeah. And it's to be a a trusted space on the internet. They don't just want anybody having one of their domains. They want to make sure that they're the original um, idea from what what you understand. I don't think any of that's changed at all. And people actually buying it versus what we did at direct employers in concert of putting tech underneath the domains and and doing that with employee media. Uh, So I don't think any of that's changed. I do think that there is an opportunity. We're talking about LinkedIn a little bit earlier, and I was thinking, you know, who has the brand power and money to prospectively leverage something like this? And I would think of LinkedIn and Microsoft because Bing is pretty much worthless compared to Google. Uh, What could Bing do to be able to do something different, to be able to try to gain market share away from uh, a, uh, yeah. a Google? And how could LinkedIn use these, uh, these different domains to do the yeah. same kind of thing? So I think that type of brand power could do something, but you know, something that is, is you know, kind of like lower shelf, like direct employers. It was a great idea. It was a great concept. It was fun. It was a great mm-hmm. experiment, but just not enough power. No way. Yeah, uh, Bing has Bing for jobs, 
but it's all LinkedIn postings. So they actually do do it, yeah. but uh, it doesn't have a, a broad reach of uh, you know value to people. Um, so the numbers around this, I didn't under, I didn't know. Uh, so the story that was shared about the domain said basically like they had sold eight eight thousand. I think it was in two thousand ten. That was what the numbers were at. I'm assuming it's grown over the years. Let's hope for their sake. Um, so yeah. it's about two hundred dollars a year to have one of these. So, I mean, it's around a $2 million a year business, um, if that's if that's what the business is. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. It's obviously not .io or something, but uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a living. So, yeah, so we'll be watching this space carefully. Uh, the, the players that were there then are still there. So uh, the relationship is yeah. there. Hopefully, they'll, they'll keep us up to date on what's going on and uh, maybe come on the show sometime and, and tell us what's going on. Yeah. I think, again, if there's a big brand out there that wants to try to try to get outside of the box um, and leverage an entire top level domain that has the the money and the wherewithal and the actual engagement, the, the, the candidates and the engagement, yeah. there could be some cool stuff that happens, but it, I think it's a long shot. We also have, uh, they have dot employ as well, don't they? Uh, I yeah. can't remember. And there's a dot careers, which I don't think is them. So there's, there's a competing. No. And I, I want to say they bought like a real estate, inv- a real estate uh, centered domain. So this is kind of their business. So it makes sense that they would sort of stay in that lane. Um, keep in touch, Dot Jobs. We're watching. Oh, you know what I love after a good dinner, Chad? I like a good Oreo. Oreo cookies. And you're loving their new ad campaign. Yeah. So everybody stick around here. This is uh, this is about employer branding. Stick around. Grab a glass of milk and an Oreo, everybody. We're yeah, gonna- it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be there. So this is a three-minute video which tells a story and ends up with a message the oreo brand obviously embraces so you watched it you give me a kind of like your critique of the video yeah so it's uh, a, a couple of young ladies i'm going to say in their 20s um they they pull up in uh in the car visiting visiting parents um from college or wherever they're living they see mom hey mom how's it going Mom gives hugs. They come in. Dad's there. Dad's a little more stoic, a little more, uh, you know, he's sort of suspicious or, or hesitant to embrace the situation, I guess. He sees over the course of the commercial, like these two women really love each other. They're good friends. They're affectionate. And over the time, he he unfreezes, right? He thaws out. Um, he sees a scene where the neighbor sees the two girls being affectionate and sort of gives them a, you know, a stare, like uh, not approving whatsoever. And then at the end, uh, the father uh, paints the, what used to be a white picket fence, which I think is really sort of symbolic of the 1950s, you know, white picket fence. He takes the fence. He, he paints the fence into a rainbow uh, shade of multicolors. The daughter comes out, sees it. It's warm. They hug. I love you. And then the girlfriend hugs the dad too, which is really cool. Um, and he obviously is loving that whole moment. And then it's like really nice, warm and fuzzy Oreo uh, cookie, da, 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 da. And so you, not only is the commercial great, but you love it from a, a DNI perspective, a recruitment perspective. And uh, I agree with that as well. I had somebody ask me, why are they using this message to sell cookies? And, you know, I, that's, it's a great question, but I don't think that's the right question because I I believe this is bigger than just cookies Mm -hmm. and think of Nike getting behind cap. 
you know, were, were they doing it to sell shoes or declare who they are? Apparently they got both because uh, that's what happened. They, they did declare who they were and they did sell a shitload of sneakers. Yep. Now, step away from the product for a second. Think about this from a talent perspective. If you see a commercial and you do not align with those viewpoints, you more than likely won't apply for the job at Oreo. Yeah. And if you do align with the message, you'll probably be more likely. So remember this message is about the people behind the cookies and behind the brand. Mm -hmm. It's what they believe in. It's the purpose. There are hundreds of other cookies that are out there, right? What makes Oreo different? Why buy a fucking Oreo, right? They're giving you a reason. And remember, buying a package of cookies is is just transactional. It doesn't really mean much. But when you're applying for a job, you're saying, I'm going to give you my blood, sweat, and tears 40 hours a week, possibly weekends. That's not a snap decision. Yeah, That's where a message like this means something. And as a brand, we have to recognize the power that these types of messages bring because it molds our workforce composition and our culture. So back to the question of how does this help you sell cookies? That's not the point. You know, to me, it echoes, uh, you and I love this trend. And we talked about Patagonia, I think recently, yeah. Airbnb. And I mean, this is certainly hot, but this was something you and I talked about, uh, I want to say three, four years ago when the uh, the Audi commercial came out with the Soapbox Derby and yeah. daughter. Girls. <laughs> I'm going to get choked up talking about it. But the daughter in the Soapbox Derby racing the boys and the father saying, you know, what am I supposed to tell her that she can't compete, that she's not as good and da, da, da. Yes. And then they, they leave the Derby uh, in the Audi. So that was a, that was many years ago. Audi was sort of, Audi was sort of ahead of the curve, but this still echoes in that same vein. Um, and you and I both love this, this sort of this ad campaign, this strategy, and you have to be able to say goodbye to five to 10% of your customers able to be embraced by the 90%. Yeah. Um, we talked about NASCAR, right? <laughs> and the Confederate flag. You think NASCAR knew, you know, they knew they were going to lose some people by oh, yeah. that decision, but they also knew they're going to be embraced by a bigger number and they're going to be on the right side of history. And I think brands are getting the, get, got the memo. And, and this is another example, a great example in this case of Oreo really getting on board the, the right side of history. Yeah, it's, it, it's very simple, people. We have to stand for something. We can't be milk toast. We can't be, you know, middle of the road. We have to stand for something. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. In HR and in talent, we have, have not wanted to pick a side. And, and it's okay to be able to pick the sides. It's who you are. It's what a culture is. So you have to stand for something. And that's exactly what Oreo did. If you don't stand for something... You'll fall fall for for anything. anything. Your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources, tighter budgets, and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. Posting jobs shouldn't be a lengthy, risky, or fruitless process. You can count on Job AdX to be your force maximizer. Automate the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management so you can focus your energy on the big picture and human aspects of recruiting top talent. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. 
Getting an influx of applicants already that just aren't the right fit? JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. What's more, your JobAdX programmatic campaigns now reach the government job bank systems in over 30 states, giving you centralized access to the majority of active job seekers eager to get off of unemployment and get back to work. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. All right, we're going to play a game. Some some companies got money. I'm going to give you the name and the description, and you're going to buy or sell. Are we good? Do we have a bell for this? I feel like I'm on uh, firing. There we go. Okay. All right. Number one, JobGet gets $2.1 million in funding. JobGet leverages AI matching technology to bring together qualified hourly job seekers with nearby businesses looking to hire. Employers use the in-app messaging and video chat features to schedule interviews in real time. Buy or sell? Sell. All right. You, you don't want me to say why? So I'll just say sell. <laughs> Winning Temp gets 15.1 million euros in funding. Uh, Winning Temp's AI and science-based employment engagement platform has become a mainstay for companies attempting to ensure morale is maintained during a time of remote working. Mm-hmm. Buy or sell? Buy. Whew, that's a lot of money. I'm going to sell. Claire gets 4.5 million in seed funding. Mm-hmm. Yes, seed funding. Claire, an early stage fintech company based in New York City, wants America's 82 million hourly workers and 57 million gig workers to get paid as quickly as Uber pays their drivers today mm-hmm. instantly. Buy or sell? Buy, buy, buy. I would buy that one big time. No question. <laughs> Is that the game? That's the game. All right, cool. That was easy. <laughs> well, let's talk about beatdowns and, and in this god-awful show. Uh, Beatdowns. So Florida is going to Florida, everybody. So a story, sorry, out of Florida this week. Uh, a dude who owns a Florida barbecue got a bad review on Yelp, a couple bad reviews, and then physically attacked this dude, allegedly. This is all allegedly, but it probably happened. It's Florida. So he goes (laughs) and he beats this dude down, a 25-year-old who ended up being, they found out, was the son of the the barbecue owner's girlfriend. So he literally goes to this house because of these reviews. And he goes, he (laughs) apparently the dude, the dude that he attacked, they were in the street, like running around. He attacked him, tackled him, the cops show up, um, and then take him, take him away. Uh, the story was quote. He shoved his way past the door and started to chase the victim around in the road. Yeah, this was actually in the news. Um, eventually, after the vic- victim tripped and fell to the ground, Aaron stopped. Uh, he jumped on top of him and struck him several times as the victim covered his face in his arms. So basically, it sounds like there was a lover's, lover's quarrel. The woman's son said, F this guy. I'm going to deep six his business with bad Yelp reviews. 
the Yelp reviews were pretty classic. Yeah. Shit barbecue and verbally assaulting people. He's pretty much said. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't call this barbecue. Hell, I wouldn't even feed it to my dog. Maybe the owner should spend (laughs) less time threatening customers and more time learning to cook properly. Uh, Another one-star review he allegedly left was, worst customer service in Florida. Not a great idea to threaten your customers due to you serving garbage barbecue. Uh, hell of a story there in Florida. My question is, what the hell do you have to do in Florida to get arrested? Because this guy committed some other crime uh, before this and got out on a misdemeanor with a fine of $575. And he apparently took a wooden board to strike a vehicle of this woman that he was dating and threatened her. And then he's probably going to get out on this with just a warning. So you got to do some real bad shit in Florida to get arrested, apparently. Dude, it's 2020. I no, None of this shit surprises me at all. It is 2020, for sure. It's a fucking horror show, everybody. We out! Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.